Hello, Text Talkers. Edwin here. I have a brief announcement before we get into the actual episode today. Andrew and I just want you to know that in order to make sure all episodes post on time and without missing any, we have to record these weeks in advance. That's why we don't talk about any current events, including the COVID-19 pandemic. Since we never know what the state of things will be on the day the episodes actually air, we just focus on the text we're talking about. However, we want you to know that we are obviously aware of the state our communities, country, and world is in. We are not ignoring or dismissing it. We are concerned. We are praying for you, for all our brothers and sisters, and for our fellow man in this difficult time. That being said, what better thing can we do while we and our families are practicing some social isolation than to talk about God's Word? So, keep us in your prayers, and we'll keep you in ours. And let's get today's episode started. Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see, I will Welcome to the Text Talk podcast. On this episode, we are looking at Acts chapter 9. Edwin, what's our text for today? I'm going to be reading beginning in verse 32. I am reading from the English Standard Version. Now, as Peter went here and there among them all, he came down also to the saints who lived at Lydda. There he found a man named Aeneas, bedridden for eight years, who was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Rise and make your bed. And immediately he rose, and all the residents of Lydda and Sharon saw him, and they turned to the Lord. And the first thing I need to say is, I realized just as I said that, you and I were talking just moments ago, and I guess the proper pronunciation is Lydda. I I don't know how you pronounce that. I think that the key is, uh, just say it with confidence, and you did a great job with your reading. You always do. As we were looking at Acts chapter 9 here and this miracle, uh, where I I guess a disciple named Aeneas is raised up, um, it's remarkable to me the echoes of this, though, with the the first miracle we see Peter performing in Acts chapter 3 about a man who's paralyzed, who's laying down on the ground in Acts chapter 3. He's this beggar on the way to the temple, you recall. Um, He's on the road. He's on the path. He's asking for alms. Peter says, gold and silver have I none. What I have I give to you. He raises him up in the name of Jesus In the name Jesus of Jesus Christ. of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so... Uh, that guy got off easy because this guy had to make his bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we made a great point, I think, that the, the one Lord heals you, he puts you to work. And uh, this guy had... No uh, no illusion that he was going to be laying around in bed. One of the differences is that other fellow in Acts 3, he was, um, what, from birth? I believe so. That's right. This fellow, we we're given the detail. Luke gives us the detail. He's been laid up like this, paralyzed for eight years, which means here's a man who knew about walking, being mobile, being able to work. He suffered a horrible life change. You know, it, it was either some type of disease or some type of terrible injury. You know, a tree fell on or something. I don't know. A car but, wreck. Yeah. <laughs> a chariot wreck. A chariot wreck. <laughs> <laughs> the, the wild streets of, of Lida. Um, yeah, no, but Peter healed him. And that was a 
a great thing. Why is Peter healing right here? And I think it's important for us to recognize the logic of the passages that we've been reading through these chapters. There is something going on here in Acts. I call it a parenthesis. And what we find is all the way back in Acts chapter 8, when Saul starts his persecution in chapter 8 and verse 4, now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. When we get into Acts chapter 11, we're going to be introduced to the church at Antioch, and the church at Antioch is going to have Gentile converts. And in Acts chapter 11 and verse 19, we have what we call the closing of the parentheses. When we get to this in a couple weeks, we'll talk more about it. But it says in Acts eleven nineteen, now those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who on coming to Antioch spoke to the Hellenists, also preaching the Lord Jesus. What we have is this parenthesis at the beginning of this section of Scripture at the end, it mentions those who were scattered and how they went preaching. And everything in the middle is actually driving to a point. It's actually this big hinge that moves Acts away from Peter and his work among the Jews to Paul and his work among the Gentiles. Where Acts is going to end is the Jews in general have rejected the gospel. And Paul talks to them about the judgment that is coming, hearkening back to Isaiah chapter 6. Here we're going to see the big swing where we move away from Peter's work among the Jews to Paul's work among the Gentiles. And we have several chapters that actually pave the way for it. And here's how Luke accomplished that. He accomplishes that by, first of all, showing us a Samaritan who is converted. So here's this person that's kind of halfway Jewish, already has half of the Jewish religion, kind of, but he's brought into the church. Then we see the Ethiopian eunuch who, from the Gentiles, but first he became a Jew. So proselyte. A proselyte. Here's yeah. one that became a Jew, at least likely. It is possible that he was a Hellenist of the dispersion, but I think we're getting that idea of a proselyte who has come in. Then we see an absolute enemy of the kingdom. Right. Even though he is Jewish, he is an absolute enemy of the kingdom. He is right. a persecutor. He is an opponent. He is a blasphemer. We're talking about Saul, who becomes the apostle Paul. And so now we're about to see a Gentile be converted. When we get into Acts chapter 10, we're going to see the first of the straight up Gentiles. Doesn't doesn't proselyte to Judaism, does not become circumcised. He's going to become a Christian. And what Luke has been doing is building his case up so that when we see the Gentiles come into the church, we're not surprised, but we're ready for it. But now we see how Luke knew it was going to be, or, or we see Luke's indication of knowing how shocking it would be to Jews as they're reading this, because rather than just moving from Saul's conversion to Cornelius's conversion, he actually paves the way for by showing us Peter is still a faithful child of God. Peter is not going rogue. Peter's not going off doing his own thing. Peter is still with God. He performs this miracle just like the miracle that, as Andrew pointed out, in Acts chapter 3, he's still raising people up. He's lifting them up from the ground. He is still the servant of God. This is not happening by Peter's power. It's happening in the name of Jesus Christ. Peter's still an apostle. Peter can still trust him. And so as we look at Aeneas, what we're actually seeing is a testimony on behalf of Peter and his work as an apostle. 
Sure. Uh, as you follow the roads, if you wanted to get out of the map, you would find that uh, Lydda is a town kind of in the middle of Judea. You keep taking a road from Jerusalem and heading uh, west. Next stop will be Joppa. We'll be talking about in tomorrow's episode. And then uh, north to Caesarea as we get into chapter 10. Uh, but Peter seems to be on a course uh, to be instrumental in that first Gentile conversion. So again, so here even geographically, if you know the geography, you're, you're seeing a trip towards Caesarea. That's right. And so as Luke is revealing to us Peter's work, we're seeing multiple lines leading to the Gentiles. We've got the logical line as we've walked through these conversions, and now we've even got a geographical line as you're walking through these stories that are going to get us there uh, to Caesarea. That's Acts chapter 10. We don't want to get too far ahead here. I'm still just thinking about this particular miracle as Peter repeats raising this lame man as you've already pointed out, the connection back to Acts chapter 3, I'd really like to take this opportunity to say, as we see this shift, pay attention to parallels like that. Mm. Because as we swing from Peter to Paul, from the Jews to the Gentiles, uh, after this is all said and done, we're actually going to start noticing a whole lot of uh, links back to the work that Peter did. We're going to see, this is a link from Peter to Peter. We're going to be seeing some links from Paul back to Peter. So let's watch for these kinds of parallels as we continue through the book of Acts. But here's Aeneas, bedridden man, been bedridden for eight years. Peter heals him as he's on this journey, and this demonstrates to us that Peter is still the apostle. We're going to talk more about Tabitha tomorrow, and there's going to be some specific things I want to get into there, but I do want to highlight that that we're going to see about Tabitha and Dorcas that the purpose of the miracle is the same as with Aeneas. It's showing us that Peter is an apostle, and, and it actually takes it to the next level because we saw him in Acts chapter 3. He raised up a man who had been lame from birth from the ground. Here we've seen him raise up a man who's been bedridden for eight years from the ground. We're about to watch him raise up someone from the dead. And what a powerful picture this is. Peter is one of the apostles. He is with God. What he's going to do with the Gentile Cornelius is from God. We can trust it. And this is, this is a powerful message for me and probably for most everyone who is listening to this because I imagine almost all of us are Gentiles. Sure. This is all about that, getting to the fact that we get to be a part of the family of God. And Aeneas is a, is a strong linchpin in this, pointing out, again, Peter hasn't gone rogue. It's a testimony of Peter. I think you see that in the, certainly in the, in the link as this story is told and unfolds in Acts. But to Aeneas and to the people who lived around him, verse 35 is so insightful. All who dwelt at Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord, that there is such a, um, you know, a testimony to a changed life, a healed life because of Christ. The people want that. Uh, we're not told that Peter went on a on a great, um, you know, many miracles here. Perhaps there were more miracles than that. But we are drawn towards this named person, and I think there's significance in that. Just to say that while sometimes you read verses and many were healed here, you know, miracles were done there. But for the Lord to point out a name, this is someone that means something to those communities. They either knew his story or maybe some of these neighbors had helped him in the years that he's been laid up. But this was significant to them. Aeneas has been healed. This is a great work of God. We want to be with God. We want, we want part of that. 
We've said earlier that all miracle, or at least almost all of the miracle stories, the healing miracles, are salvation stories. What a great lesson we can learn from this. Here's a physical change of life. Here's a man we all know couldn't walk, but now he's walking, and that, that prompts belief. I remember one time sitting at the feet of a gospel preacher who, who was encouraging folks. Yeah. I was trying to help folks who said, you know, there's there's no sense in me inviting anyone to church. There's no sense in me trying to talk to folks about the gospel. All of my friends know my past. Mm-hmm. They all know what a rotten, awful sinner I've been. And his point was, you're right, they did know. And so now that the gospel has changed you, they know that also. Yeah. They know that also. And we, we might think, boy, if I could just perform a miracle, if I could just take somebody lame and raise them up so that folks could see that, then they would listen. I think the point is folks can recognize they know. They know you were spiritually lame, spiritually mm-hmm. paralyzed, mm-hmm. and they can tell the change that has happened by the gospel of Jesus Christ. So go ahead and start talking to them. I, I get it. The change isn't perfect. I know you know all of your foibles and faults and sins that continue on now better than anybody else. But folks can see that the gospel has changed you and that you're now walking. So so get out there. Talk about that gospel message with people. Let's wrap up with a prayer. God in heaven, thank you so much for Aeneas. Thank you for his healing that as, as we're walking through the story of Acts, we, we know where it's heading because we've read it before. But for those who are reading this for the first time, as they're, as they're seeing the steps toward Cornelius and Gentile salvation, we are so thankful that we get to be a part of your kingdom, a part of your body, a part of your temple. And pray, Father, that you would be with us that no matter what our past has been, no matter what we've had to repent of, that we will be excited to share the saving gospel that lifts people up out of the dirt of sin and raises us up to walk hand in hand with you by the blood of your son Jesus Christ. Give us the strength and the courage and the boldness to spread that message to others. Father, we do love you so very, very much. Thank you for loving us first. Through your son Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. Well.